Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest is uh, Chaitanya Shah. Uh, he works in engineering at Emblematic Group, and we're going to be talking about virtual reality and augmented reality. Chaitanya, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Richard. How are you? Good. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, um, you know, no tell worries. me uh, a little bit about Emblematic Group. What do you guys do? So, Emblematic Group is a next-generation media company, studio, futuristic place, whatever seems fancy. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, Emblematic Group is all about stories. So I remember correctly that Stephen Moffat splendidly quoted that we are all stories in the end. And that's what like Nonibel is. Uh, Noni is the co-founder and CEO of Emblematic Group who has a tag of Godmother of VR. So she, along with its small team of award-winning journalists, media mavericks, filmmakers, and developers, we strive to create a best possible story, not just to view, but to be in it, telling the story in such an elegant manner that user can be a part of story and know they can walk around in the story rather than sitting and viewing the story. Mm-hmm. At the end, it's all about stories. All right, well, you talk about stories. So what the, you want to make VR applications that are gaming, or they mm-hmm. do they allow people to experience um, real-life um, you know, thing. let's say I want to go to, uh, you know, the Himalayas, but I can't, mm-hmm. you know, can I do that in VR? Is that the story or is this like fantasy and fiction stories that you want to create? That's a, that's a great question. So a lot of people have asked me, like, VR is all about gaming and all, but VR is more broader and it's still new and emerging. So what we work with the stories is all about like journalism and the real world stories, the stories which has a social impact on a human being. So it, it's, I can, I'm not sure, but you can consider it as kind of an interactive story, not a game story, but an interactive story where you walk in the story, where you be a detective, how it feels to be a detective or how it feels to be a basketball player or what it likes yeah. to be an immigrant at the Mexico border. So all those kind of different stories. So where do people gonna where are people gonna experience these stories? Is this that uh, do they have to go to a location and pay to use VR somewhere? Like let's say you go to uh, you know I don't know an immigration museum and they'll have like a VR headset where you can experience coming across the border? Or is this um, I mean where do you yeah. where are people gonna experience this? It's a it's a great challenge for uh, known the content creators right now in the industry, which is distribution of the content. So a lot of content is being created for virtual reality headsets like HTC Vive or Oculus. So people can find the content made by Emblematic on, you know, the Steam store or Oculus store. Some of the content that we created is in partnership with Frontline or New York Times or Wall Street Journal. So you can find those content on their application. And yeah, we are working on another project currently to democratize the content distribution. But yeah, there are also museums around. So Guggenheim Museum has some of our projects in showcase and there are a few project showcases happening at you know, the event, social mixers and other film festivals. 
Okay, so how do you pick the stories that you guys want to uh, get out there, and how do you monetize them so that you can make money to make more stories? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. So I'm not sure about how do we make money. It's always a funded project from like different industries. They want to create okay. a project or they want to create installations kind of thing. The approach is all about, so Noni is a really great visionaries. She accepts stories, she does stories, she wants to do all those stories, which has a cause to that thing, which has a social impact. If you look to the stories that Emblematic has done, all the stories got some kind of social impact on the user. So what what kind of uh, stories are you being approached to do? Any particular genres? Uh, you know, are you surprised by what people are asking you to do? Like, what, what are some recent projects? So, the, so I, I can really briefly talk about a few of the different projects that Emblematic has been privileged to work on. So Nani started off in 2010 with Hunger in LA, which was all about Hunger in LA as the name for this. But yeah, it was all about like you are in the street and the people dying because of hunger. It started off with that story. There are stories about immigrants and bombing in Syria. There are stories about uh, family reacting when his son discloses his sexual preferences, which is out of exile. How it feels like to be in a solitary confinement, which is all about after solitary. And there is also one story which recently got a lot of acclaim, a lot of awards, which is about global warming, which is Greenland melting. So if you look at the genres that we are working on, it's all about like the real social stories, journalism stories. And what's, uh, is it just, you know, when someone goes into VR and experiences mm-hmm. these, is it passive or are you trying to make it where it's, uh, you know, an augmented reality type of thing or where it's interactive? Will it have to move objects or pick things or pick things up or yeah. talk to people? Yeah. So it totally depends on the story and totally depends on the creative aspect of how we want to make stories. So there are a few stories in which you actually are a person or you actually are a detective and like moving around solving a case or you are just passively consuming the story. So there are like different genres and different kind of capabilities of VR. So it's all depend on what would work best in VR and what would work best with just you know, viewing around and passively consuming. Some stories require an interaction, great amount of interaction. Some stories simply requires just passive consumption. Well, how far along is the technology? Or, you know, how much are people able to interact with stuff? A few. So this thing depends, again, hugely on the hardware or the headset that you are using to view the story. There are a few stories that are in virtual reality. If you are using, you know, the latest and the really high-end devices like HTC Vive, you can, like, literally go out there and pick objects in the virtual world. You can look closer. You can move around. If you're using Oculus Go, which is like really new, you simply can con- um, look around and then like you can pick few objects, but it's not that intuitive. AR, on the other hand, is limiting at the interactivity. AR is because people, most of people are using or you no know, using AR through their mobile phone. Mobile phones are having the one hand always reserved holding mobile phone and then other hand you are using to interact. So those kind of limitations, but yeah. It depends on what kind of headset you're using to have a full experience being in a different world. So what's, uh, what's not possible right now that you'd like to see 
in the next few mm -hmm. years, you know, maybe that you guys are working on or you hope that will uh, will be included in these experiences? Well, the best experience is to feel real, right? And that's what virtual reality is aiming at. And right now what's limiting is touch senses and then smell sense isn't available in VR. People are working towards those things, but it's really hard. The fidelity is also hard, like you know, the visual capabilities, visuals in VR, they are not always good. It's always, I don't know, it looks a bit cartoonish sometimes. So people are working more towards those things. What I'm envisioning in future or what we are working on, we are working on something really important, which is reach platform. It's all about making stories on the web, volumetric stories, which you can like click on, put on your headset and walk around without downloading any softwares, without downloading any, you know, the stores, buying any softwares. And it's simply a browser-based thing. So if you are having a, a headset, you put on the headset and you are there. You do not have to download or set up any environment. So we are make, currently working on stories along with making a small platform which democratizes the whole distribution channel. Okay. Well, very good. What's on your roadmap in particular for the rest of the year or the next year? Any any uh, stories that are that you could talk about that are coming that are in particular interest? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk a lot more about like upcoming stories, but I can talk more about like the previous stories or the one which is recently new, which is Greenland melting. Greenland lightning? Uh, Greenland melting. I'm sorry. Melting. It's all about oh, it the, global warming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about global warming, how global warming is affecting the ice caps on Greenland and places you on different locations on Greenland. It places you under the sea. You can look at the iceberg. You can walk around. And along with all those things, you can understand what exactly happening to our Mother Earth. It mm. got acclaimed and got awarded at many different film festivals like South by Southwest, Sundance, Rebecca, etc., and more others. Well, where can people experience it? Uh, pardon? Where can people experience it? Can they go to the movies and put on a VR headset, or do they have to go to a certain yeah. museum? You know, how do they see the this video? Well, Greenland Melting, not sure if it's distributed right now, because we created it in partnership with Frontline, but it is available, I'm like, at different meetups, or maybe at the film festivals, we haven't released it yet or published it yet, but it's mm. on the roadmap. Yeah. Well, how it's do you really hard for to get the, how do you plan to get these videos out to the public? Like one thing I just thought of is, you know, what if you were to partner with movie theaters where they would mm -hmm. have the gear and people could go and experience, uh, you know, a VR movie or a movie that combined, you know, AR and, and movie or VR and movie. Yeah. What kind of distribution good... channels do you think are going to work? Well, there are a lot of, Right now, people are working on different distribution channels. One is if you're having just the 360 videos, it's, it's simple to upload it on YouTube because now YouTube allows those 360 videos. But the only limitation to 360 videos is that they are flat. You can just look around and you can explore 360 view. But with the stories that we have created, you can walk around and it's 3D. It's surreal. You can put on the headset and you are at that place. You can walk around, you can move closer to the objects, you can touch objects and interact with them. That requires some specific kind of headsets and a setup. Normally our stories are like 
seven to 15 minutes long. And so setting up on a movie theater or something isn't ideal just because movie theater has a lot of you know, audiences and a lot of viewers inside and creating a setup environment because again, uh, setting up the space for the viewing experience requires like something near to five cross five feet, which is not, not simply available in movie theaters for like setting up 15 uh, VR demo space. But yeah, there are a few under the distribution channel, which is like location-based VR. So mm-hmm. people go out there, play games, and it's just meant for like VR experience. To name few, there are like Void, Hologate. Those are like location-based VR. So what would but be an ideal place to experience these things? You know, what, what would it look like if you could create an ideal place for people to go and do this? Is it just in their homes? Or is there a public spot where it would, they could get a lot out of it? Well, it's, as I told you, this field is like developing. It's really new. In fact, the hardware adaptability is also not that much good. People are adopting, but, you know, the hardware for the headset and the computer and everything cost a lot. So setting up an environment or a demo space at home would be really hard. I'd say... Right now, the best option is to go to this location-based VR thing or meetups or you know some of some kind of expo happening. People can experience the real virtual reality there. Otherwise, there's always option to use Google Cardboard or YouTube 360. Oculus Go is again a good option, but it just gives you a boil-down version of whole VR experience. Right. Yeah. Right. So right now, it's just using headsets at home or maybe finding these. Uh... Like you said, at an expo. and where, where do you think the first place that people will be able to go to experience uh, these movies will be? It'll be in the home, or you think it'll be in other places? In future, I believe it's home. Uh, right now, a lot of stores, like, you know, the mobile stores, or, like, I have seen QT mobile stores showcasing VR thing, with Samsung gear. I have seen Q- Best Buy is also showcasing Oculus Go. So the stores are now demoing those things. Expo, I believe, is the best place to go because there you have there's a lot of options available to explore regarding VR. You can watch a lot of VR stories there because people are out there to showcase their stories. Location-based VR places are again a good place to hang out. It's not that costly, also, so you get like five bucks or ten bucks and experience games or play games together or a story together. So right now, the best place I believe is the expo and this location-based VR things. If you want to have the full-fledged version of VR. VR, on the other hand, I would argue is that it's happening through phone. So if you have a nice iPhone or any other Android phone, which is like S8 or Plus, you can easily experience AR. And people are building AR games. So... I believe AR is catching up pretty fast. AR is accelerating. Well, very good. So uh, what's the best way for people to get in contact with Emblematic and to find out more and to you know, go find one of these experiences and have them? I, I don't know. So it's, it's still a developing thing. And so people can find content because we have created a lot of content and few of them are available on YouTube. If you search for mm-hmm. After Solitary, it's available on YouTube. Greenland, we haven't published it. Other projects are again in partnership with different media companies like New York Times, Wall Street Journal. So people want to experience the stock market visualizer app, 
they can download Wall Street Journal application, and there is this VR AR section in that, which is made by Emblematic Group. Other stories, I think they are a few of them are available on Steam VR, the Steam Store. Steam, but that okay. again, yeah, but that again requires the demo space and the headset and all those things because we haven't created right. much stories for like boil down versions of VR, which is like Oculus Go or maybe you know uh, Google Daydream. Gotcha. Okay, so that's the best way. Yeah. So YouTube and then probably the website. YouTube. Right? Yeah, exactly. Website has website is having few of the links to the uh, experiences that we have created. But yeah, frankly speaking, the limitation is about distribution channel and yeah, the again unavailability of users having all those hardware. Okay, well, very good. People can see the requirements when they go there. So that'll work. Well, yeah. Thank you for coming on the the podcast, and I appreciate your time. And I'm looking forward to seeing what. Uh, what you guys will be coming out with, you know, in the near future. Yeah. The future is really bright. People believe all the big companies are now entering into VR and AR, creating really good, you know, the really good headsets so that users can buy them and can experience full-fledged VR and AR on the go regarding, irrespective of setting up the whole demo space and like having a really good space around. So yeah, right. future is future is coming and, it's great. It's really exciting phase, I believe. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.